Hello, Zareen Khan, uh, auntie. This is a complete pleasure to have you on Womenistan Talk Show. Uh, thank you so much for coming for the talk show. And I really look forward to understanding the real Zareen Khan, the girl child, and your beautiful experiences of growing up, how you brought up your wonderful daughters. So welcome aboard to Womenistan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Uh, now, uh, you know, I have been a Zoroastrian by birth. And uh, from a very young age, I guess uh, I grew up with all the Parsi, uh, you know, traditions and styles and all the rest. So, but I was very artistic, even from that young an age. And I remember I, my mother used to take me for these lovely musical evenings, which she was a member of. And I used to go with her uh, to all the most beautiful houses of Lady Tata, Lady Duggan. And I used, to, I used to be sitting there and listening to classical music. And instead of, uh, along with listening to classical music, I used to look at all the beautiful homes they had with all the statues and all that. And I always told them, I said, you know something? Uh, in my mind, I used to say, I will always have a beautiful home. From that time, I used to think, you know, that I'm going to get a house, something like this. So from a very young age, I think my taste for interiors had developed. Anyway, with trip, I had a beautiful childhood. I must say I was very loved. I was the youngest child. And uh, in fact, I used to say, uh, we used to stay in bandstand exactly uh, beside the present uh, Shah Rukh Khan's house. Okay. And my aunt still stayed there, more rapport. So we used to literally play in that house. At that time, he didn't own it. It was owned by somebody else. And we used to play hide and seek in those days. I still remember. Anyway, so from there, we uh, moved on. And, uh, you know, uh, my uh, father was the Katrak from the Katrak. He was also a very from a very good family. But then we went through some hard times also. And we had this huge house in Bandstand opposite, uh, no, not Bandstand, in Bandra, opposite the St. Peter's Church. And uh, by and by, that had to be sold, and we moved right to Juhu in Jasalawadi. Then Jasalawadi, now it's called the uh, enclave, uh, uh, Oberoi enclave. It's called the Oberoi enclave. I was barely uh, 13 or 14 then. And I still remember that uh, in my school going days, I used to go with, to my school with my PT costume and my short, uh, you know, uh, PT costumes and walk around. And the next thing I know that this handsome family of about five dashing Pathans have landed right next to me. And who are they? My husband's family, the Khans. I remember there was such an uproar in the uh, wadi because one of one by one, all of them were very good looking, all six feet tall and with very good features. So there was a lot of scurry with all the young kids and all that. Oh, who are these people? And I remember Feroz was a very young actor at that time, just starting. And uh, they used to be very naughty because they were all young. So whenever I used to pass by, they used to whistle the sergeant's major's tune to me as I walked. And, you know, it used to irritate me and I used to look up and say, stupid, you know, the typical young girl, because I was only 14 at that time. But there's one boy amongst all of them who never used to tease me, he only used to look, stare at me very deeply. And, of course, that was, I didn't know then, he was my future husband. 
husband, Sanjay. He was the very sober, serious amongst all of them type. Anyway, ours is a love story, which I often tell my children that it doesn't happen. Very rare, because it's like a picture book. So uh, I used to read all these romance comics of those days of all the boy with the hero with the dark hair and the girl with the dark uh, hair and the villain with the blonde hair and the villainess with the blonde hair too. I remember those young stories. So it was, he reminded me very much of those stories. And you know, at that age, everybody's very uh, infatuated and you know, all the rest. The time of anyway, Veronica and uh, Mills and Boons. Mills and Boons, exactly. So I still remember it was a Sunday morning and we decided to go for a walk on the beach. And as my friend and me, another friend whose name was also Zareed at that time, so we're walking along the beach and right in front of us, who do we see is my future husband, Sanjay. He was only 18 then and I was 14, barely 14. Oh, so tender. Can you imagine? Yeah. Literally, I tease him sometimes. He snatched me very young, you know. So anyway, I, I somehow with uh, just, I think uh, it was just mutual or whatever, he turned around and he looked at us and he saw us and he was way ahead. So he took a scribble, some stick from, and he wrote down on the sand something and then looked at us as if daring for us to read it. So we got very excited and said, let's run and read it before the wave comes and wipes it away, you know, because it was coming. So I, we walked on and there we see uh, he's written a high on the sand, high. And uh, I was very nervous and my, my friend was a little more stronger than me. So she quickly took that same stick and wrote a high back on the sand. So it was literally like a, you know, a storybook story. So anyway, I was very nervous and I was only barely 14 that time. So I said, let's turn back and go. I'm, I'm very nervous. I think what will happen and what have we done and this and that. Anyway, we turned around and were walking back home. In five minutes, I hear this very deep voice come right behind us and say, may I join you? So I looked around and turned and there was this handsome bloke, young boy, who was my husband, future husband, Sanjay. And his deep voice even at that, I still remember at that young age. And, you know, I looked up and I, it was, I think we, it was love at first sight for both you of went us. Weak in the because, knees? Did you go weak in the knees when you saw him? Absolutely. He, but I think he became even more weak when he saw me because the next thing he knew by the time we, since we were neighbors, we were walking back into the wadi. So he, before we walked in, he says, would you like to have coffee with me? So I said, oh, I was so nervous. And Juhu Hotel used to be there on the beach. So I said, okay, but I've got to be home by seven because that time, you know, very strict restrictions. He said, okay, I'll meet you at five here on the steps of Juhu Beach. I was so nervous. That was my first time. And I was really, really worried, scared. And I don't know what. Anyway, I went, I was literally uh, sailing and feeling very happy. And that's how our romance started. We met for the coffee and the first thing I loved about him, he was only 18, barely 18 then, but he wanted to put, give an impression to me, you know? So we ordered just coffee. And when the coffee, the bill came, uh, he took out a hundred rupee note. I still remember this very clearly and gave it to the waiter. So the waiter brought back the change of 80 because the coffee had cost us 20. So we're very 
lavishly in front of me. He takes a 10 rupee note and gives it as a tip. So I looked at him at that time. I said, my God, I've landed a good looking guy and he seems to be rich too. <laughs> so you know how it is in that young like age. 10 rupees about... was like a lot. 10 rupees is like yes, a thousand bucks that time. Listen to the story. It's too hilarious if I tell you. So anyway, and uh, we, uh, I was very impressed by his generosity. Anyway, as we are walking back, I'm not exaggerating. He turns around to me, we held hands and walked back. He looked into my eyes. He says, will you marry me? The second day, at that young an age, huh? So I looked up at him and I said, uh, I said, if I feel the same after a few years, I'll marry you. Oh. He thought that was the most best answer he could have received. And at that time, according to what I heard later, he says, I'm going to make her mine. So that's how our love story started. Absolutely. And then when only dreams of Mills and Boons and used to go with just dreams, he wanted to be an actor. And of course, he had no, no, no uh, money I came to know later on, either any dreams, you know, just young. So we used to go for our walks on Juhu Beach and have chana and dream. But he was very, uh, from the beginning, he had a lot of positivity in him. So as we walked along the beach, he used to look at the house. He used to tell me, which house would you like here? Point. So I used to look and say, one day I said, Saustitul on the beach. I said, this one. He said, this one, I'll get you one better than that. Wow. With nothing in his pocket, he used to talk like this, which of course made me feel even more happier with him knowing this. Anyway, it's a long story. To cut it short, then uh, he was very lucky. He got his first break by Satyan Bose in uh, Dosti. And to his luck, it turned to be a silver jubilee. And uh, then Hakikat with Chetan Anand, that also turned to be a silver jubilee. And the next thing we knew that he had at least about uh, 50 films signed, you know. And luck just changed. He was an overnight star. And then, of course, we got married after a few years, but we were going steady for almost six and a half years. And through his struggling days, I was with him throughout, you know, always giving him the courage to put on his weight because he was very skinny. To, I used to be sitting around there by dates whilst he used to exercise and get his muscles up. And when he did get, everybody thought he was fantastic. He, did, he resembled that famous actor Warren Beatty in those days, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so he was... Uh, as it is, he was good looking and he became even better looking then, you know. So anyway, cut it short, we got married uh, after some time and then um, life was beautiful and he was very successful and uh, we bought, and you won't believe, he bought me that same house. Of course, first we rented it and then we built it, which is Sanjay Plaza today. And uh, according to me, I think it is, it's exactly in Silver Beach itself, the house which I like. But I think mine is better than the one on the beach. <laughs> anyway, that was a beautiful thing. But life, of course, has its ups and downs. And slowly and steadily, along with the children, came the downs also, you know. So uh, there were a lot of downs which uh, happened. And uh, I braved through those times also. And all the while, my kids were growing up. And I knew I was married to an actor who loved me very much. But of course, being married to an actor is also not a very easy thing. Life has too many ups and downs that you've got to value. So work is so like a gamble. In a film industry, it's yes. more like a gambling thing. Exactly. 
So in the meantime, I decided not to be a typical, uh, you know, filmy wife and play cards and, you know, at that time. And I wanted to have a career of my own. So I started my career from a very uh, hardly uh, when I was after two or three uh, years in my marriage, I started uh, this. Uh, I made a company called House Beautiful in interiors. And the next thing I know is that I've started my career with another friend of mine, which fortunately for me, I started with a small little house of Mr. Manoj Kumar's, the actor Manoj Kumar okay. and his wife. Okay. They wanted me to re redo their house. Okay. So redo their bedroom. So we did the redo in the bedroom between my partner and myself. We only made a profit of 3000 rupees then, which was nothing, you know. But the room turned out so beautiful that he had Hema Malini that time, who was his actress. So she came to the house and she saw the room and she says, who's done it? So they said, I've done it. So the next thing she canceled her very big architects and took us over to do her entire house. So that was our first big house, Hema Malini's. Hema Malini's house was done. So Mohan Kumar, a very big producer, came to that house, saw the house, loved it. Cut it short, the next thing is, I was known as the lucky designer. Because when I designed homes, their movies used to go to be Silver Jubilees, all of them. So they, before a, a show, before their movies would hit the screen, literally it became so funny that they used to hire us. So I've done homes of all, from Mr. Raj Kapoor to Rajinder Kapoor to Shami Kapoor to, uh, uh, sorry, not Shami Kapoor, Sharmila Tagore. Uh, Sri Devi, name it all. And uh, my career really boomed, along with my husband, who was also doing very well. And also so Yusuf Lakrawala, uh, my dad's friend. Yes. Uh, once yes. we met, I mean, many, many years, few years, moons back, at uh, Uncle's uh, home for dinner. And I saw uh, the decor and I screamed out. I said, I love it. Who has done it? <laughs> so even Yusuf Yeah, Lakrawala, I remember that. that yes. So one by one, my, my career bloomed and I didn't stop it there. Then I went into corporate houses. Then I did all the ITC hotels of India today. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah all of them. And I, my career really went big. And I felt very good because I was independent. My money, my, my husband never took any part of my money. He was the main bread earner and he said your money is to do what you did and that's where I learned how to share my good times with others because I uh, did a lot because I didn't have to ask anybody or whatever I wanted to do I could do freely and hence I brought made friends with a lot of people out of the film industry which was also very good secondly my kids seeing their mother working, they got the, it was embedded in them that I, I didn't have to laze around. I was also a working woman. And I always told my daughters that whatever um, you may have, you must always be a working girl or a, you must work because you never know tomorrow what is your situation. So even when they were in school, even at that time, we had made it a point to send them by car and they would come back by bus one way. So they would get the feeling that you have got to be a commoner and you've got to be able to live in any circumstances. So my kids, uh, of course, were very uh, loved. They are lovely. The best thing, I think my wealth today is my children because uh, I have been lucky to have them. Uh, they are, first of all, very dear, very bonded. 
and there is not even an iota of jealousy amongst them. They love each other with full hearts and we are our best companions, all of us. So sometimes it's embarrassing because wherever we go, even if we come in separate cars or separate, eventually we all group back together and sit together, <laughs> which is sometimes a little sad because I say, move, it looks very bad because we are meeting all the time. We've got to meet others. But anyway, we are a very, very bonded family. And uh, God has been very kind in that direction. So with the result, even our lows, which were bad at times, uh, we had the strength of the family around us. So it was very good. In the time uh, of this uh, whole procedure that went on, you know, with my life, uh, my kids were, of course, given good educations. Uh, they, were, they always knew there was a strict father also. So they never went out of bounds. They were very, very uh, in line, even in growing years. There was never, because he always embedded in them that, you know, you takes a very long time to get respect and only a day to break it. So remember one thing, you have to be respectful. Never allow anybody to talk against you in any derogatory way, you know? So anyway, so we went on. Then of course, we, as I said, I don't want to go into details, but there were lots of lovely times in the film industry. The film industry gave us a lot of comfort. Family, of, uh, Hollywood industry, everyone supports each other. You know, they yes. stand for each other. It's very close that Exactly. Family. Yes, and we made a lot of friends, good friends who loved us. We had everybody besides us in times of, you know, so it was very bonded. But then what happened, the worst part of life, of course, you can't have always ups, there are always sometimes downs also. And the down came in a very tragic uh, incident that happened to my husband. We were making this famous uh, serial, The Sword of Tipu Sultan. And uh, he had just finished the first week of shooting, filming, and I was sitting in my house and he was at uh, Mysore, when in the night, at 10 o'clock at the night, news came that the whole Tipu Sultan floor had caught fire, 54 people died. And out of them, the most critical was my husband. And when I got this news, I was just too shocked. I couldn't believe that this has happened. So the, I still remember my patron saying, Sai Baba, I ran to his photograph and I pleaded with him that I want my husband back as good as he looked, seeing his photograph. And of course, I rushed to Mysore. And what uh, met me there was shock because I couldn't recognize him. He was like a black man. His hair was all singed. His face was all totally uh, swollen up to four times the size. And... Uh, but you know, because uh, before I went in, the doctor said there's only literally 10% chance of survival because he was 70% burnt, 69 to be exact. 69% burnt, only 10%. So, you know, some inner strength came into me and I went in with a lot of positivity. So I went and I said, hi, you know, I said, I know you're looking very nice, fine, don't worry, everything will be all right, you know. And seeing me, wow. he also raised up, he said, yeah. he said, yes, I'm coming back, I'm starting shooting in one week's time. Wow. And we played the game together, each of us, pretending that everything is going to be fine, knowing that, our, uh, you know, everything was going down the drain, literally. Anyway, 
So those were trying times. And of course, I have full faith in my Sai Baba because literally he is uh, like a miracle man. He's come even when we took him to the, we had, of course, a lot of uh, help. We got him back in one hour's time, one and a half hour's time back to the hospital in Bombay. And to cut it short, there an old man came to me, rushing to me as we were bringing my, the, you know, the stretcher, which my husband was lying, all burnt to, absolutely burnt. And uh, one man comes and tells me, pulls my hand, old man, and he says, put this on him, put this on him. You won't believe. So I took that uh, in my hand, just knowing, and I asked the doctor, I said, what's this? It was, so he's, it was some uh, sort of a bandage, bandage, which uh, later we came to know it was a newly thing for burn patients. Uh, so my doctor said, okay, I'll try. So one place he put the gauze and the other place he put this bandage, which uh, was given to me by some person. So in the morning, the gauze which was on the skin was still wet and pussy, but the one that had the bandage was a little dry. So he said, get more of this. When we went to get, who's this man? Who got it? We didn't know. Nobody knew and nobody had seen him. So I literally think that my Baba came and gave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. Anyway, we searched the thing and then we got it. And then my husband went through, uh, I think, uh, 110 bottles of blood, 69 surgeries. He was called the miracle man because to cut it short, we had to take him to America. His hands were because, uh, you know, the doctors became so possessive. They didn't allow any other doctor to take charge with the results. His hands went bad. We had to take him there cut it short, there they called him a miracle man because he told the doctors, I'm going back because his mind was on, he has to finish that Tipu Sultan, otherwise our whole fortunes would crash. So he said, I'm going to go there and ride a horse. So the doctors there smiled and said, Mr. Khan, that's going to be a long way up. But he came back, he finished the serial, he acted in it, he rode a horse and with gloves in his hands, so he is very special and he's a very strong hearted man. Uh, like, so are you, Zarin? So are you. With, I would actually call yes, him I'm... with nerves of steel. So, you know, how did you, uh, once you give us some more details, I would like to know that internally, probably you were shaken, but then you have to put up. That because I've got, yes, because, you know, we had to pay so much of damages, compensations, we had come to zero. Our life had come to zero, literally. But we never said die. We said we will get it back. So I held on that time. God also gave me a lot more because my career was zooming. So I could hold on at the times and try to help in a little bit, pitch in a little bit, which of course, when good times came, my husband gave it all back, you know. So we've been partners, I would say. And by seeing all this, my kids have grown up also very strong and uh, very, very loving. They share their good times. We've taught everybody to share their good times with all others who don't have such times because if you share your good times, you feel more better than hoarding everything yourself. It's not that. So we have been a modern family, but uh, I think uh, my kids are exceptional even to this day. I feel so proud when everybody praises me about my kids. And uh, we have kept, uh, in spite of, they say, none of them actually ever wanted to join films, which is because they are good. They are very pretty yes. girls and very good, but somehow they didn't. The girls are stunning. So, 
Yeah, but they've made their own careers today, which are they are doing very well. So I'm glad because film industry careers are blow hot, blow down, you know. At least now they've got solid careers. And even my son, he's in business and he tried his luck in films. He still is there, but uh, it works sometimes, it works sometimes, it doesn't. He's a very handsome boy. I think one of the best looking guys around. And uh, he's with his father also till now. And we are a happy family, contented, I would say, because we don't want much. At the same time, we want love and we want happiness in shares. And I think that's the way we keep on let our lives grow. So as a mother, so, Kareen, uh, let me ask you, when you saw uh, Sanjay Ji in this condition, how did you handle the children psychologically, the pain, the stress, the you know insecurities? The children must be shaken. So as a mother, you took control of the family. Yes, I did. Of the situation. We shared our time because you know he was 13 months in hospital. 13 months. One, three. One, three months. He was uh, first eight months in hospital in Jaslok continuously where, you know, every three days, huge bills would come. We had to sell a lot of our property to be able to pay those bills. And uh, then uh, the doctor became so possessive. Oh, there are very sad things. I don't want to say anything. But we came back again to the house, uh, were sent back uh, too soon. And then it became very, the situation became very disastrous and worse. So we had to take him back to the hospital for another three months. So we divided our time because I had a growing business, which I had to be in. So I would go at about 6.30 in the evening and spend the night with him till morning. Then my daughters used to take over the morning charge. They used to come one by one day, Simon, one day, Farah. Of course, I was too young and we had put him in, uh, what is it called, uh, boarding boarding school so he was not there and even Suzanne was young you know but they used to keep their turns do whatever they could so as I said all through this I think the bond of our family became stronger then as that time you know I can't sit still in one place I like to do everything one by one so after my uh, along with my interiors and all that which I still do occasionally because my clients love me even to this day I have old clients who refuse to let go of me even today they'll make special work and call me back to do those work in spite of my two growing uh, my daughters who are doing exceptionally well but they want me to be there because they are comfortable with me I guess that's the way it is so life went on, we moved from time to time and uh, my children have been my greatest support, let me say. And because they have been my greatest support, today I'm so proud. I love them so much that you can put the biggest diamond in front of me. And I mean, it just doesn't matter. These All these were things like, you know, materialistic things don't matter to me. Uh, what matters most is my family. And the people who are my friends, who have stood by me. I have a lot of friends who love me and I love them. And, uh, you know, positivity, to keep positive thoughts. But you, if you have positive thoughts, your surrounding becomes happy. Even in trouble, you've got to think of good things. Because, you know, that success story, if you think of good things, it automatically comes to you. But then afterwards, you will be surprised. So I, somebody, you know, I, my home is known for good cooking and good food. 
because we always be out of very I had a lavish dinner at your house and I still remember the wonderful spread yeah. and the kebabs and the biryanis yeah. yeah so we have been always known for that and i must say thanks to my mother in law because she taught me what was good cooking and how to lay it out in those days she used to tell me coloring is very important you must not have all red dishes on the table if you have a khurma that is red you must have a dahi something that's white something that's green in maybe spinach or something so the table should look very colorful and beautiful not all like gravies all red 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 gravies so from there i learned a lot from her and i used to be a very sharp young girl i think because when i was only 14 and she was such a good cook i used to take down i was a very good eater because i was a sports captain you had a very voracious appetite but you were so a i used to watch his model too so if you were a yes i was also a model yes i got to say that i was a <laughs> so model <stunning>. <laughs> in fact i was asked by hartnell who was the queen's designer then to go and model for 2 years in london so i must tell you this i was so uh, i ran to my at that time we were not married just going steady so i ran to my husband and said i've got a 2 year contract in london i'm going he was very sad very quiet and he said well make up your mind either you go to london or you have me oh. and i decided to choose him which i'm so lucky because Persis Kambata was that time my contemporary, and they went to London, and I'm so happy I stayed here and got my kids and him. So it was a good decision I made. My husband was very uh, conservative, let's put it that way. So uh, I started my career by 14 in uh, modeling, and by because we used to be very upset even when I went for a modeling one modeling or two modeling. So by 17, 18, I had given up my career. By 19, age of 19, just entering 20th, I got married. So it was. a journey with him more than anything else but in the meantime so i used to write down all these notes of the food that my mother in law used to prepare and my when we grew up when my children got married i gave them all a copy of the saved uh, you know menus of mine which they still have till today so whenever they used to entertain their people used to say this is not fair because they used to send food from my house sometimes you know uh, that time because my cooks are very good they all train so the friends used to tell them that what is this your mother never advises us so we are missing out the food why don't you tell her to write a book so my daughter susan insisted i should write a book so since i had all these notes properly i took the trouble to have it photographed and wrote a book which uh, is the khan family secrets this book turned out to be a super duper success It, in 2016 in the gourmet awards world awards it got the first prize in uh, uh, what was it first prize in uh, zara uh, in entertainment uh, food entertainment it was something very beautiful because it's a very beautiful book and it's turned out very good so i even went into that then after being so successful in that I had some TV people come over to me and say I should do a show of cooking. So I even got into that and did a 14 episode show, which these people lifestyle kept on putting it so much it went all over America. It went to Iran. It went. So I sometimes have very amusing incidents when I'm traveling to Europe, 
And when I'm nicely settled in my first class compartment, lying down, the guy next to me said, Bagara Bangan. Oh! <laughs> Can you imagine? I was shocked. I said, you read my book? He said, yes, and I've even tried it. So you see, it's become quite popular and I feel very happy about it. So let's say I've tried my yeah, hand in everything. Food. Did you write about the Patrani Machi or Salli Boti? Of or... course, of wow. course. Wow, yeah. I'm so going to get my book. The... Come, come, is it come. On I'll send you the, is the book available on Amazon. I think so. Yes, it's available on Amazon. And also, uh, but I'll give you a signed copy. I'll tell my set to give you, send you one. And uh, also, I've, uh, in our house, we have uh, Mughlai food, we have Parsi food, we have continental food. We are all foodies, frankly speaking. My husband hates to go to restaurants, he thinks the best food you get in the house. So we need a change of menu. So every time we are trying out new dishes, making it, but our table is always well spread. And whoever comes has to have food with us and go. I believe you must share your food with your you friends. Must, you must and break your bread. Yeah. Like they say, break bread. Yes. Yes. So I have dabbled in quite a lot of things. And uh, by God's grace, uh, been quite successful in that. And today, of course, I still don't give up. I uh, am helping. I go around with my daughters. We travel uh, all over. We travel to uh, twice a year. I go to all the fairs, interior design fairs in Milan and uh, in Paris. And uh, so it's, uh, you know, a bonding. Besides being bonding with my children, I'm also very active. I keep myself very active. And I, uh, you'll be happy to know that my friends are from my age to my daughter's age. They love me. They enjoy my company. In fact, some of them enjoy my company and I meet them even more often than some of my daughters who are too busy. So it's like that. So it's one happy family, which I feel very good. That's, good. That's lovely. Um, That's really nice. And uh, I, I'm happy that I've come here on your show today. And I hope it turns to a bigger success always. Yes, thank you so much, Zareen. Uh, please do let me know as to um, uh, something for our viewers that how women should really understand the importance of financial stability and how as wives they should stand by through thick and thin for their husbands and be there for them. You know, few pointers. Well, I would like to tell my viewers that first and foremost, every woman should have a career of her own. Whatever it is, whether she takes up sewing, and today a lot of women are doing the same. And you must, must, that is you must teach your children also that they must have their own careers. They must be independent from a young age. So they are not totally dependent on their husbands. Believe me, you've got to be a friend to your husband, not a house housekeeper or a house, uh, you know, a person who's only looking after the house and looking after him as one would a maid. That's not right. Because usually what happens in India, in very conservative families, they literally get uh, boys married so that she the girl can work in the house yeah you know so you've got to be strong enough to avoid that and may, like I was pretty strong because even in our family uh, my uh, in-law family was very conservative so they didn't like working out and all but I managed to ride over that so you can't say no you've got to be a little strong you've got to do what you feel is right as long as it's right if you are right, then nobody should. You know, I may be very soft like this and gentle, but I'm also very tough. 
if I think that something is right, and if somebody tells me 200 times that not to do it, I'll become more stubborn and do it. I will follow my mind. So you have to follow it, but follow it rightly. And all of the ladies, please, please have a career of your own. Teach your children to have a career of their own so they are fully independent of their husbands. So tell me now about your relationship with your daughter-in-law and, you know, how important it is for a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law to keep, uh, you know, that little line of respect, not crossing it and also maintaining like a very good uh, relationship between. Uh, you know, Manas, you must ask my daughter-in-law this question because I'm very proud to say uh, she tells me she loves me equal to her mother today because I have not even made one little small difference between her and my girls. And the four of them, I consider them my children. All four. Mali Balaika, she's a darling child. She's one I have been very fortunate to have. She also is not the type that is all the time wanting this and what she she has. She is, a, you know, again, from Gujarati father and a European English mother. But lovely, lovely human being. I treat her like my own. In fact, I tell all mother-in-laws because I find a lot of mother-in-laws get into competition with their daughter-in-laws, which is very unfortunate because we can't be like them because they are always 20 for all years. the mother-in-laws seeing the video. A show that you know how it is to keep a good, uh, great rapport with your uh, bahu. That My God. Because you've got to treat them as your own. And today I will be very openly say that my girls love their sister-in-law so much and I'm not lying, that if she has a fight by any chance, she doesn't but if she has an argument, I will vouch for it. They'll take up for her rather than their brother. <laughs> They are that strong. They are very bonded. That's why we see in our pictures. She's always there with us, Malaika. She's given yeah. me two lovely grand. Uh, you know, today, by the grace of God, I've got seven grandsons and two granddaughters. Wonderful. And they also bond very well. And uh, I hope, inshallah, God bless them all. And they also come up to be good human beings. Because that's the first important thing. Be a good human being. Care for people. Care for the have-nots. And share your good times with others. Don't be selfish and only have it all. Whether it's a diamond or whether it doesn't. After all, they're all stones, believe me. Okay, you can't say you don't want it. It makes you look pretty. Okay, keep a little. But don't go overboard. If you can help a friend in that same amount who really requires, do it. That's what Seriously, I would say. Like this, the inner that you, you have been like a rock of Gibraltar for your husband and your family. You know, yes, so you've I... been that rock that they've stood up and you've been there for the family, which is why I say you're a woman with nerves of steel. I mean, go, see your husband you. going through that process. There would be so many women who would just want to get away and move on in life. But you stood there like a rock of Gibraltar for your family. Hats off to you, Zarina Pa. So proud to Thank have you, you on my show. And my Thank complete you. love to all the children, to Zayed, to Farah, to Simone. And all the grandchildren, lots of love. Look forward to when I come to Mumbai. Hope to catch up with you. Inshallah. Be safe and lots of love. Thank you once again. And um, a short note. For we'll meet people. up. Some very cute, very cute message for my viewers. One quick message for Viministan.
for women stand i can tell you that i hope you enjoyed the show and i hope you all have learned something from it that you know materialistic things uh, there's a very famous uh, saying that uh, do not cry for things that don't have a soul so if you know what that means don't cry for things that don't have a soul and you will be happier in the longer run so be happy stay positive and i end with all my good wishes to all of you thank you love thank you. you so much thank you zarina love you thank too you. okay you. all the best bye